On this episode of Don't Evolve Me, we're talking D&D. That's right, Dungeons & Dragons, where we'll be reviewing the new movie, Among, wait, Honor Among Thieves. Yep. As well as, we're we'll going to be talking D&D. I've never played before, so we have guests, Moser and Tom. They're going to teach me how to play D&D. And I guess we have to start this off with the dice roll. Yep. Yep. Roll initiative. All right. One. Shit. <laughs> well, all right. This is already a failure. You guys want to say it? Actually, roll dice. Cue the music. Roll dice. Oh, yeah. We have to see who gets to go first. What'd you get? Fuck me. Oh, that's a one. That's an at one. I guess we're not cueing the music. Don't Evolve Me, the place like Ash, Catch, and Pikachu. We don't evolve, we just level up. It's a D&D episode, boys. We got guest Tom Chatfield and Moser. Say hello. Hello. And at the same time, I'm In you, tandem. You guys are very like in tandem today. I love it. Yeah, I guess we're just good listeners or something. I don't know. It's like you guys like know each other even though you just met. Maybe it's yeah, the D&D uh, side of it. Yeah, I mean, like D&D, it's, it's a brotherhood that runs deep. You know, it doesn't matter who you are as long as you're D&D nerds. That's all matters. I was going to say, you had a group there that was, when we watched the D&D movie that was like, what, 10, 10 plus? I think, yeah, it was over, it was about a dozen, I think, yeah. when we went to go see the movie, so. Yeah, I believe it, that's, and then, your group is relatively, like, five, six? Yeah, five, five six, sometimes, we have people come in and fill, so we have, like, And you've never people. asked me. No. See, this is why I'm new. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. None of us wore socks. Well, none of us wore nerdy socks. Show me your socks. Show me your wares. I have a flash shirt on that I've worn several times. I have Star Wars things on the table that has nothing to do with D&D. <laughs> we are very, very well prepared today for this D&D episode. Yeah, I don't think I see any D&D Funko uh-huh. Pops up there at all. Do I, I do not have any I'm a D&D noob. I have never played D&D Fair before. Enough. I don't even know if there's anything on there that would even be like worthy of D&D. Maybe Aang. I mean, yeah, I guess Aang could be yeah. a... He's a monk. So, I mean, monk's a class in D&D. There you go. There we go. All right, guys, what do you, you nerd out on? Moser? <laughs> Not a whole lot this time. No? Uh-uh. What do you do when you go home? Just sleep? Pretty much. Tom? So, I mean, ironically enough, I have been nerding out on D&D. So, oh, yeah. within this last weekend, I watched uh, season two of Legend of Vox Machina, which mm-hmm. was awesome. This Tuesday we went and saw the D&D Honor Among Thieves, we did. plus I have my weekly game on Roll20 online over Discord. Um, so yeah, it's my week and weekend has actually been very D&D filled. You're, yeah, very well prepped. Uh, last night watched Vox Machina. Good job. Thank nice you. <laughs> About time. Uh, yeah, so here's my fresh take on it. For the first four or five episodes... I think the first episode I watched individually wasn't quite sold on it. Not that I hated it, just wasn't quite sold on it. Sometimes it takes a little bit. The second episode, though, was pretty. The dragon fight was pretty cool. Yeah, it's a show that quickly grows on you. I mean, obviously, if you're, um, if you're, I guess it's time for a news quickie. Yeah, man, man, so it's just messing everything up today. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um. As far as 
um, the show goes, it, it's a great. I, what I recommended to you, I said that it's a good introduction to D anD D to kind of like see what it's like to be in a D anD D gang yeah. game, and it's pretty accurate. It, you enjoy more aspects of it right away if you have played any yeah. amount of D anD D. That's so. the that's kind of the gist that I got. So I'm like, I haven't played this at all, so I don't get the references. But I know, like, I understand like the different characters, the different classes. Yep. Um, I really like the voices in it, though. You got Gary Payton, mm-hmm. and you got Ashley Johnson. It, that's like the one that you know, playing Last of Us, watching Last of Us. Yep. Just finished Last of Us Part Two. I guess that's one of the things I'm also nerded out on. Finally, uh, beat it for the second time. None of you played it, right? Two or, or the first one? Part two. I did not play part two. But you played part one. I and haven't played either. You gotta get on that, man. <laughs> I will say, part, uh, watch, playing part two for the second time. Sorry to move off of D&D. I, I enjoy the second character that you play in the game. Not to spoil anything. Mm. A lot more. And I really want to get into it, but I'm going to save it for another podcast. But yeah, Vox Machina... So far, I'm enjoying it. I got like I fell asleep last night watching it, so I'm quite, quite sure where I'm at. Or episode three, episode four, mm-hmm. I was kind of drifting off. But for the most part, yeah, enjoyed it. Second episode, definitely really enjoyed. So I got a question for you, Jake. Yep. Who's your favorite character in the show so far? Out of the oh. out of the main party, who's? It's not an orc, but who's like the? You talking the, about the barbarian Grog? Yeah, Grog. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy Grog. He's a. Uh, he is the very like typecast of barbarian. Yeah. Like it, it, it's like in every D and D game, it, you always have like there's like stereotypes or yep. tropes, and the big dumb barbarian is probably one of the most common mm. type of one. There was like a joke in there where like he just says like the most simple plainest things. Like it just seems like he is being played by like you know from the outside in mm-hmm. with his like dialogue. And then there was like a moment where he said something very intelligent, and everyone's like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> that was actually smart. What do you mean? Um, well, uh, see, so you, you kind of have those things in D anD D, at least in my experience, like because, like I said, you roll for everything, right? Yep. And so there's always this variable of chance, which is pretty high because you you have a twenty sided dice, and each one is basically like another five percent more success chance. Because if you think about it, it's supposed to equal out to one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and there'll be like a lot of times in the game where like, all right, everybody roll for, you know, whatever, like Arcana, which is like magic, right? Yeah. And, you know, you can have a wizard that has like plus 10 in Arcana. And so you basically, you roll the D20, add the 10 to it, and that's what your final score is. Mm-hmm. And they'll roll one and they'll just completely botch it, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then the dumb barbarian rolls a nat 20 and they're like, oh yeah, I've seen that before. That's, you know, <laughs> that's this and this glyph from this god. And you're like... Grog, where did you where did you learn that from? So it's <laughs> they have a lot of like subtle uh, wow subtle hints kind of like that and like things in the show that mm-hmm. you're like oh okay I can I can see that happening. So it's based, again. it's based on the podcast Critical Role, right? Yes, correct. Um, and it's based off their campaign that they originally done. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was off their first campaign. Okay, how close is it? Did they like it's. It's pretty close, but it also they either shortened or t- took stuff out just for entertainment purposes. Yeah. That was my question. I was like, how close is like this campaign to their actual original campaign? I know it's based off it, but, but that was my biggest question. Was like, how much did they change to make it like a narrative like story? 
And for right now, I'll give you a hint. There, there's an object in there that the entire campaign, every single person struggled with it. And it's something so simple and it's so stupid and it actually happens in D&D quite a lot that they'll reference to it in some of the episodes and you won't quite get what the hell's going on. But it's very funny to anyone that's watched it. Hmm. Actually, I've not watched much Critical Role, ironically enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I don't know. I've like it's like weekly, twice a week games. So it's like I'm pretty busy with my own campaign. <laughs> yeah. to listen to a bunch that more. Makes sense. Um, That's how I feel about this podcast. I feel like I've worked so much on this podcast that I have a hard time listening to other podcasts because mm-hmm. I'm so focused on this one. I maybe get one or two in a week. I don't know. But yeah. Um, I know. All right. Glad you actually finally watched it, Jake. And you know, it only took like Moser and I like four different times to tell you to watch it, but it's it's hard for me to get like get to watching shows that are like a little bit out of my norm. If that makes sure. sense. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that might be for everybody. All right, should we actually play this thing? It's time for a new squeaky. Alright, so I don't actually have much for this. Um, but apparently there's a huge Star Wars celebration. They dropped a whole bunch of Star Wars news. So, first off, Star Wars Ahsoka coming this summer. Watch the trailer for it. Uh, looks really good. Looks great. Thrawn made a back appearance. There's other Sith in it. Unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to look into it a whole lot. Uh, apparently there's a Star Wars Acolyte show on top of other shows. They showed a little bit of Skeleton Crew. I don't have much to talk about it because I was making sausages this whole time. But yeah, that is the news. I think I'm going to do... Actually, by the time this episode comes out, I'll probably be talking about it already in some one podcast or another. But yeah, that's the big news. Alright, time for Fresh Takes. The big one. Wait, we gotta do the voice. Fresh Takes? Fresh Takes? Get, get your, your Fresh Takes here. Fresh Takes? All right, Moser. Where is it? Where's what? Where's your Fresh Takes voice? Fresh Takes? Nope. Don't got it. <laughs> <laughs> Just hard no. Um, all right. All right, we're talking D&D. The movie, Honor Among Thieves. Actually, I guess it's just Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. I should get it right. I apologize. All right. So I'm a dirty casual when it comes to this. You are? You know, it's me and Tom flip places. We were talking MCU. Last time, he was the Dirty Casual. Now, I'm the Dirty Casual, and now you guys are the experts. I feel out of place here. It's kind of fun. <laughs> so, are we going straight into reviews then, first off? Oh, think, yeah. Or? We're, we're going to talk about this movie. We're... All right. Spoiler for... No, we, we can talk spoilers. We can talk it. I mean... Yeah. All mean, right. Spoiler warning for this... I don't, I feel like there's not a whole lot of spoilers. No, no. I mean, it's it's essentially every D&D campaign that you've ever played in a movie, which is great. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Loved it. All right. I want to I want to hear you guys' th- uh your guys' thoughts on it before I share mine. Okay. Um, so if we're going off of the Don't Evolve Me um rating system. Oh, you're going ratings right away. Oh, are we going ratings right away? Or, are we, I mean, I usually know. we kind of wait on the ratings. We kind of talk okay. about it first. Okay. I mean, if you want to give out ratings right away, that's fine. I loved it. Yeah? I loved it. I would, you know, easily a four, potentially a four plus. 
I wouldn't go five just because it's D and D and it's there, there's a touch of campiness that you can never get rid of. <laughs> it's so with, campy with D and D, but it was very well done and there were so many references to the game, subtle references, mm-hmm. and you know more common ones and things like that. But yeah, it just it was well done. It felt like you know my Monday night D and D game, like quest to quest doing stupid stuff um (laughs) the biggest thing i enjoyed most about it which i think most people's games unless they're like doing like super hardcore role playing um was the comedy aspect of it Mm -hmm. because it was all like penis jokes and like you know your mom jokes and stuff like that yeah quick quick quips and making fun of each other which i feel like most D &D groups that's like 90 percent of the fun is like just razzing each other yeah for you know, dumb crap. <laughs> Moser. <clears throat> oh, absolutely. Four, probably four plus. Four plus? Yeah. Okay. It, it was fantastic. And didn't they actually, like, make their own characters they were playing and run it through before they did the movie so they could actually get a feel for their character that way. I didn't hear that, but that is That'd absolutely be a, amazing. That would because be amazing. I want to know if they actually did that and who actually DM'd that. I would love to know who the DM was for that because the way they played it was exactly like you said, your regular D&D. Of you're just running through your campaign. The characters are exactly how you would play it, how you would act it out. And all the humor is basically like they weren't even in the movie. They were sitting at their table just talking to each other. They they weren't even there. <laughs> mm-hmm. They just ran their story. Huh. So four plus. You yeah, give it a four, four plus. Oh, you you're changing the four I, plus. I now? said I said between four and four plus. All right, four plus half a plus. I mean I don't know four plus. Four we'll plus. Go four plus. So like you're debating if it's like an elite level movie. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, for me, it's it's pushing elite level just for comparing it also to any other D&D movie, mm-hmm. TV show that's come before. Um, they were all just absolute garbage. Oh, absolutely. Just they were terrible. more Hollywood than actual D&D. Or serious. Yeah. Like, like going into the lore base. Yeah, they, they were trying to make like, a, they were trying to make the story and not make it like. I think, like I said, this one was successful because they made it act out like a D&D game would. Yeah. And I think that's where the beauty of that movie kind of, like, shows through. Nice. Whereas, again, D&D's, like, actual, depending on what, you know, universe you're in or whatever, but... All the things are going off in this it's, episode. Um, it's very... And, like, the lore and everything is so campy and cheesy yeah. that if you made it to try to be seriously and like you know lore accurate and everything like that, it's going to come across come across cheese balls every single time. I I, I feel like I can get that mm-hmm. where it's like if you go too serious to the lore, it's like we don't care about we don't play this because the lore is great. We play this because like you know it's a fun campaign that we mess with our friends and the lore is serves the purpose for that. Mm-hmm. Or am I going too far? No, no, no. I kind of agree. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I that's just the gist that I got out of it from like the lore, the little bit that I looked into. It was also. I mean, it was nice too that they in that they were pretty faithful to like the Sword Coast. I think mm-hmm. was is the area that Baldur's Gate and Neverwinter and everything is in. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the Thans mm-hmm. are real people. 
you know, class of people yeah. from way across. They didn't really touch on it too much in the movie, but like basically the Thanes are blood mages, but their entire ruling cast are actually liches. So it's okay. undead like sorcerers. Yeah. Um, and that's who rules them. So hmm. that's why they're very unpopular. Mm, that makes sense. So Lynches. I just think of Adventure Time, the Lynch. The Lich, L I C H. The Lich. Yep. Yeah, I think it is the Lich in Adventure Time. Okay. See, my my experience with D and D is all like indirect. So like Adventure Time is kind of based off like D and D, Lord of the Rings. Um Munchkin I used to play a lot of uh-huh. I played a lot with you. That's making fun mm-hmm. of D and D. Or I guess is it making fun of D and D or is that kinda of like playing off of like the idea of D and D? Yeah, I mean it's got it's um it's a satire of D and D. Yeah, I guess. Because I mean, but Munchkin's got like every like game out there. So I mean, they have like a Cthulhu one that they mm. satire everything from Cthulhu. Yeah. They have Marvel. Marvel. I that they have one. everything. Event. They have Adventure Time as well. They even have a 40k one, which I own. Of course, <laughs> of course you do. All right. So here's my review on it. I think I feel like the if I were to play D and D and watch this movie. I think my overall rating and enjoyment of this movie would go way up. My floor is a three plus. I think that's like the lowest I would give it because I enjoyed this movie for the most part. I got some of the references, and you kind of helped me out a little bit, especially with like the the casting of the dead one. I actually oh, yeah. absolutely oh, yeah. love that show. <laughs> Even like if I knew nothing about it, I'm like, this is great. This is fun. Um, so this is what I love about the movie. One, I'm I love that they got Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. to do the uh, lead role because I feel like any movie he's in I'm just sold on because he's just a fun charismatic dude Yeah, and he just carries a movie that's why they place him as the bard the bard is literally <laughs> the charismatic of when the I heard movie. he was the bard I'm like yeah that makes 100% they, uh, they call that character the face Yeah. so the face is always the party member that has the highest charisma Yep. and so they naturally have higher role chances and like persuasion mm-hmm. deception you know all that sort of stuff like that so they're that he would be the face of the, the face party. i like it i like how they're like all right we're gonna do this this and this and like okay what do you do i, I make plans, <laughs> I make the plans <laughs> and then you guys execute and honestly that's kind of how bards are they're <laughs> yeah. kind of like good at a lot of different things mm-hmm. or they're they're like okay at a lot of things yeah and not great at any one of them yeah they're normally just there for the support mm-hmm. and to help get the hell away <laughs> right. or or get the help that that's yeah. pretty much their job is to entice people to help mm-hmm. or make them unsuspicious <laughs> so there's there's also two types of bards there's the the bard trope is called the horny bard okay so um scanlan from uh, Vox Machina, the yeah, little gnome, thinking of, yep. like the opening scene where he's buried in some gal's bosoms. Um, <laughs> very graphic, yeah, right. Very <laughs> graphic. Um, he he is the trope of the horny bard because oh, that's, that's usually what bards end up being is like they're like this kind of charlatan yeah, like musician, traveling musician, and they like sleep with all the you know nobles' wives and crap like that if you're a bard do you have to sing like while you're doing the campaign no but it's i mean it's i feel like it's very welcome. entertaining when you actually do <laughs> i play a bard it's very entertaining yeah. oh you play because another thing in D is you get uh 
why did my mind just go blank? Inspiration. Inspiration. Yeah. And when you literally <laughs> sing for anything, normally you'll get the inspiration right away because the DM is not expecting you to actually sing nice. for it. And when you do, instant. So <laughs> the, the times you want to sing is when you don't have inspiration. When you do, you can't get two inspirations. So, yeah, inspiration in D&D is basically, or so in 5th edition, edition um, like it's something that the DM can give you for various things. So like if you do something, like if you like flawlessly execute and save all the villagers, they say, you know, you get this mark of inspiration. So basically means that you can use that inspiration to re-roll any roll. Okay. So you can like keep it in your back pocket for like, if I'm going to die and I fail this and I fail, I can use my inspiration to, you know, get a re-roll on that. Nice. And, but yeah, like he was saying, like, I've had DMs that are like, oh my God, that was the greatest role playing. That was the funniest shit I've ever heard anybody say. <laughs> Dude, you get an inspiration for that. That is nice. amazing. You know, same thing. If you if you start making up your own lyrics about, you know, the busty barmaid and, you know, <laughs> beating, beating the goblins horde, you know, I mean. Bring out a guitar too and just, mm -hmm. okay. nice. Yeah, my, my friends in our normal game, um, the bard. Yeah. Um, he wrote and sang a whole song about falling in love with a cultist and it was like rhyming and everything <laughs> and it was the greatest thing ever. freestyle or did he write it down no it was it right in the middle of the session he just <laughs> he just like he started typing it out and then he started singing it and i'm like where did you find that from he's like i don't know i wrote it nice uh, that's great is there usually a bard in like every group there doesn't always has to be have to be but it's kind of nice to have it because they have the ability to give like d4s or in higher for whatever level mm -hmm. for your roles so if you roll low you also can add their role to it hmm. yeah it's called a bardic inspiration mm -hmm. nice. so the bard can be like all right i'm going to give you know moser a bardic inspiration that mm -hmm. he can use and so <clears throat> it's an extra dice so like you know if you're barely missing you know the monster that you're trying to hit and you miss you know you can be like i'm going to use my moser can use his bardic inspiration add another d8 roll that and then it could potentially make yeah. it a success nice. so they they really are like the ultimate support character yeah essentially for it which they kind of really played because yeah he's kind of useless they don't really fight <laughs> yeah. they don't really fight they yeah. know a little bit of magic here and there but they're, fine. The, their greatest thing they do is cutting words, which basically you make the DM roll for minus hitting. So it's at someone's armor class, you automatically make them miss hmm. the hit on your either yourself or a party member, which that just upsets the DM because they finally are like, woo, I finally hit you guys. <laughs> Actually, no, you didn't. See, I like how I'm already learning a bunch about D&D while we're just reviewing this movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, right, go ahead. I was going to get back to the movie. Do you have anything else to add? Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the other characters... Um, Hel were, Helga was a barbarian. Helga was a barbarian. Yep. Um, the sorcerer. I forget the sorcerer's Simon, name. Simon, I believe. Simon, yeah. Yep. Simon, yep. I, which I have never seen that played in any of my games, just being the absolutely garbiageest, like, worst sorcerer ever. <laughs> and it was amazing. It was. it was. It was like, what is this dude's actual roles for his magic? Half-elf wild magic sorcerer. Okay. 
So I enjoyed his character. <laughs> I just like the fact that he just was like bad at it. Do you want to get real deep, Jake? Do you know there's like three different types? So like if you decide, oh, he's a wizard. Heck no. That's oh, wait, wait, wait. There's a wizard, sorcerer, and a warlock, right? Correct. I've been doing See, I did, research. I did. All right, Jake. Where did they get their powers from? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I looked it up. I did not remember. So warlocks get their... Wait, wait, wait. Warlocks have to... They... If I remember correctly, they have to... Um, it's one of those... If the sacrifice something, right? You sell your soul, yeah. basically. Yeah. So warlocks have a patron, which can be good, evil, natural chaotic whatever but they, yeah they get their power from some deity or patron or something like okay. that um wizards are they're the ones that um learn magic okay. by studying so like they they're the book nerds you know yep. it, it'd be like a wizard from harry potter yeah you go to school to learn the spells yep and that type of sorcerer is i'm guessing i'm gonna guess sorcerer gets their magic from some sort of like Magic based power. Hereditary. So they're right. born with innate magical abilities. Oh, okay. I was going to assume like, they like have a, the staff and the stone is magical and they use. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like because they were talking about Simon's great grandfather who was oh, this amazing yeah. sorcerer. Yeah. So that's why it was like hard for him because he comes from this strong bloodline of sorcerers that are really good and he's just trash. complete trash at it. Is this. Um, <laughs> Al Minister Umar, is this a actual like lore based character or is this made up for the movie? Which one? Uh, I'm gonna butcher this. Al Minister Umar, is that the Paladin? No idea. Okay. A, no a notable wizard. Yeah, I don't remember the character honestly. <laughs> I'm testing you guys. I have no idea. That's the problem though with D and D. Everyone tries to make these cool names and no one remembers them. <laughs> it's like the curse of D and D. You know, it'd be, you'll just be like, "Yes, Garvin Merrick, the random NPC," and like, "Who is that dude's name? Why can't can we just call him Steven? All right, let's look at some of these names here. We have uh, Edwin. I don't even remember these guys' names. I'm just like, that's Chris Pine. I remember Holga at least. Well, yeah, she's simple. Yeah, Edgin, uh, Holga. We got. Zink, Yendar, the Paladin. Yep. Yep. Uh, Simon, I remember Simon. Doric, Forge, uh, Kira, Sofina, which is the Red Wizard of Thay. Yep. yep. Red Wizards, are they common D D? Common foes? You can face them, but it's all on the DM on who they want you to face. Like, they can surprise you if you're in the area of what makes cool. sense that they'd show up. Alright, I have a question for you, but I'm going to save it for a little bit later. Alright, so I want to talk about this movie a little bit more, because I... The actual movie, like, the storytelling is, for the most part, pretty good. I think I had, like, one grievance, but I think my one grievance of the storytelling is something that you guys actually really enjoyed. Um, I'll get to the grievance in a little bit. So I really... I really like how they began the movie in the prison scene, but they, like... Let me tell you about like how we got here, and then they finally told the prison scene. That's called a backstory, Jake. Yes, I know, but like I just like it no. was it wasn't like a straightforward like we're just going to jump into the campaign. They actually put in some story elements to it to make it more entertaining. On top of the fact that they made it more like a D and D quest. Yeah. So uh -huh. in in D and D, they call that a session zero. Okay. So it's where you make your characters yep. and you kind of like introduce and kind of go through 
every you kind of tell everybody your character's backstory and why they're here. Yeah. You know, it's usually like the trope again is just you meet in a tavern, you know, there's a bounty list or something like that. Right. Hmm. And so, yeah, you always have like most people do a session zero to like make their characters kind of figure out how they all fit into the story. So, I mean, yeah. it, it's one of those things that like it's it's D&D, like everyone has a backstory. And you'll notice through like the rest of the show, too, mm-hmm. you keep learning more about the backstories yep. of each of these characters. And that's. Most good DMs will do a really good job of like trying to fit in your character's backstory into mm. the overarching story. So like you could be after the big bad guy, and then you know your brother that you haven't seen in twenty years. That yeah. yeah, you know he might he might be, you know one of the minions. one of the minions or something like that. <laughs> and then so then you hmm. sh- you know you throw that into there and you're like oh. You know, Christ, it's my brother. What? Are, yeah, what do we got to do about that? That's really cool. Yeah. But yeah, those. And are... I guess you guys have no idea that it, it happens. You're like, oh, I have this backstory, this character, and then boom, he's there, and you gotta like. Re- yeah, it's yeah, it's all really on how good the DM is at just mm-hmm. improving and they're right. they're built their you know story building. And a lot of times, like the DM feeds off of like where where do you want your character to actually go? Like, yeah. how do you want his your backstory to evolve or when do you want this to happen because I have one where basically my parents of the character were murdered by actually the big bad vampire so and I was a child and then later on all of a sudden magically we were in an area where we weren't supposed to be yet Mm -hmm. and the big bad showed up and I'm like And actually just messaged her of, like, would I know what the hell he actually is and who this actually is? Yeah. And she's like, roll. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I think I rolled, like, an 18. She's like, you know exactly who that is. And I'm just like, and she's like, roll a constitution saving throw. And I was like, this is going to be horrible. I rolled a three. (laughs) (laughs) And it's kind of fun too, because then you, when you're put in that situation, it's I, I at least like to really immerse myself and be like, okay, so we're really low levels, and we're obviously not supposed to be the big, you know, fighting the big bad right. guy. Yeah. But if I was Moser's character, and I realized that this is the thing that murdered my parents long ago, you're gonna pull the tracks and I'm gonna go galaxy. right after that thing, no matter what. Like, right. And so, like, that's what I do. I like so, a lot of my character decisions are based on what my character would actually yeah. do. I mean, there's a lot of people that like metagame and they're just there to like be the strongest badass, you right. know, like power fantasy. But I of like course. being a little more immersive where like, if that was me, like me personally, and I saw the dude that killed my parents, <laughs> I'd be down there. I don't care how big or strong he is. I'd try to strangle yeah. him. Well, it depends on the character too. Like, are you a hothead, emotional? Like, I just mentioned Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. He When he... Uh, witness Ronan, they weren't ready they weren't ready to attack him. Boom, he's head first. And, you know, certain characters, if that is your character to react rather than think it through, yeah, that makes more sense, even though it's not the smartest thing to do in game. Yeah. But like that's what your character would do. Mm-hmm. That's really what makes D D fun. It's just there's infinite literally infinite possibilities yeah. of things that happen. Um, so, question: They start out in the prison. Is that a, a 
one of the spots that like D and D started out, or is it one of the spots? I have never made a character that started in a prison personally, okay. but I mean, it's a great. I love their start. I love their escape plan though. Oh, is, yeah. it, is, that, is that a D&D like escape Tackling plan? the Aarakocra and flying out the window. <laughs> Roll dice to see if that works. Yeah, that's essentially what happened. You'd be like, okay, so this is my plan, Dungeon Master Jake. I want to run at the Aarakocra, grab him, and then throw ourselves out the window and see if he can fly. So you'd be like, okay, roll a, roll a strength check. Or in athletics to see if you can grapple them. Mm-hmm. So then you like you roll your dice. All right, cool. I succeeded. We go out. You go out the window. Okay, roll another strength check to see if you can hold on to the aracocra while you're <laughs> soaring through the air. And if you don't, guess what happens? You fucking fall oh, yeah. forty feet to the ground and become you know street pizza. So the there is there's yeah there's consequences to every one of your actions and uh huh. And and the best part is is I love that they throw threw in another thing that happens is they basically like believed their story and were like yeah you guys are totally done here <laughs> but before they hear them out yeah they're just like we're stuck on yep. this planet and that happens in D so much of like later on at least with my dm she'll come out and say like you guys like you realize there was like multiple ways to do this but somehow you guys found the one way never thought you would, would try it. And we just sit with the biggest grins of like you haven't been paying attention very well, have you? Like, of course we're gonna try this. This is how <laughs> our group dynamic works. It's always the stupidest and most dangerous um plans that usually end up going to fruition in most any games. It's like, you know, yeah, like we can scale the cliffs and do this and this and you know. You know, you could have scouted, and there was a secret entrance, and you guys didn't all have to fall to your deaths. And, and yeah, <laughs> it's fun that way. But for some reason, also how they portrayed it in the in the movie, um, for whatever reason, good DMs just make your stupidity work. Yeah, and they make it fun. Uh huh. And it's always like so weird when they're ever like, I mean, you can try it. I don't like your reaction, DM. <laughs> like, is it so far out for me to do this that, like, you're just, like, antagonizing me to try this? And then it's either you roll really high and the DM's just like, I can't believe you just pulled this off. Or you completely fail and they're like, cool, now how do I punish you for trying this? <laughs> I mean, we talked to you in the past because I was trying to make it a Pokemon D&D. Still, I have it in the works. I'll have to show you because I've done a little bit of work on it. And I know we talked about like if I was a DM and you're like, yeah, my whole goal would be just to like fuck with you. <laughs> I mean, there are characters that that's all they want to do is try to make your life hell. <laughs> <laughs> like not personally. Yeah. Like you're not going to be attacked. It's just they're going to fuck with you to make you actually think. Mm-hmm outside the box of what like as a dm you can plan for as much as you want but as players we can make you completely throw that entire like in uh critical role here's plan a plan b plan c help you guys are doing none of that scratch it (laughs) or yep and there's been times that in critical role that matt actually had an entire map already made and just literally took it and threw, <laughs> broke it and went away. And they just sat there like, 
did we just and he's like it's fine it's totally fine i figured you'd want to do this but you guys basically went fuck it we're doing this so this <laughs> whole plan just went completely gone yeah you told me tuesday if you're a dm you wanted to have as like much options as possible yeah i i plan whenever i dm i i i feel like i do better the less planning i do mm-hmm. like the less intricate i have the idea and i'll like flow chart kind of like how i want the general thing but as far as the spaces in between each one of those flow charts i make no plans for and i just ad lib it at there and because i know that all right you know i want you to you know a general idea i want you to kind of follow this path or whatever yeah. it's also kind of like not a great thing to do they call it railroading uh-huh. in D D, um where that's where a dm just basically goes no that's not no that no that's stupid yeah and they basically it's railroad. you have just a single path that you have to follow and it's um, honestly it, so boring. It's, yeah, it's that. extremely boring. So, but yeah, me as a DM, I just, I feel like the less I plan, the better the session is. Yeah. I feel like that'd be the best way to go about it. Just kind of like, all right, here's my open world. You guys can go, like, generally this is what you guys want to do, but this is, you know, plan for the open world, plan for, like, every direction. I mean, but you also can be manipulative as hell as a DM. You can bait people so hard to go in your direction. (laughs) And you make them think. A good DM is when you make them think that they did this all on themselves. And you're like, ha, kikaki dory. It's like, I feel like it's like like making a video game. And, like, you shine lights on certain areas. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, there's an interesting treasure this way. Or, like, hey, there's, you know, a half-naked girl running that direction. Mm -hmm. Or whatever. And you're like, oh, let's go figure out what that that is. And it's like, good. that's where I want you to go. D and D never split the party. <laughs> nope. And when they That's did that in the movie, I'm like, this is gonna be the dumbest way to end this movie if they just start killing people off. But in another way, I'm like, it's always a lot of fun when it just so happens that the party gets split. Like, even mm-hmm. individuals doing their own thing. Ooh, it's, I have a segue to this because I want to get back into the movie so we can wrap up the movie. So I have a segue with this. And you Forge. were worried we wouldn't have time. <laughs> no one have enough to talk about. Uh, yeah. I always worry about the content, and then, you know, we go over anyway. It's a theme <laughs> for this show. doesn't matter who's the guest. It's always the theme. I think, I think I'm just the problem at this point. I mean, you're the... What? I am the problem. I know. Hey, okay. you're the dungeon master of this all, Jake. You should be <laughs> controlling what our fates are and how this podcast is going. Pretty much how it is. Yeah. All right, I want to talk about Forge. Yep, because he was basically the main villain. He's a rogue who mm-hmm. went rogue. You know, how often does it happen in a like a in a game where like your original partner is now the villain? Is that something that happens often? It's more mainly that would be more planned with the DM of like they tell a kid person that you're actually going to be the chaotic evil person in this group like Mm -hmm. it's actually part of it okay that chaotic evil is normally the one that's causing the issues yeah but also there's chaotic good which basically in their head and you can correct me if i'm wrong but normally they're the ones that will still murder people but it's only if they think that that person's really evil Mm that it would be good for them to actually just kill them so they're going to do it. Okay. I find um, 
what's the guy's name? I totally just brain Forge. 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 I find the Forge character mainly being um, an NPC. Okay. So a lot of like in a lot of games that are I'd say a lot of games, but in several games that I've played, yeah, you know, there's been like a reoccurring NPC that's either with us, mm-hmm. you know, guiding us, or that's mm-hmm. like the quest giver or something like that. And then that's where the twist happens that they're actually either the big bad evil guy and they've been, you know, like kind yeah. of pulling the puppet strings to get you to do what they want. Vox Machina, right? That, yep. That's what happened with Vox Machina season one. The big dude was the person who was working with the dragon. Spoiler mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I remember that part. Sweet. You do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was one of the, like, the council members or whatever yeah. it was, was yeah. actually the dragon yeah. the whole time. Yep. Yeah, that that's the Forge character, in at least my experience, is, is more of an NPC okay. type of character. You reminded me of, uh, have you guys watched Community? Uh-uh. There is a D&D episode in Community. See, I have a lot of D&D indirect experience there's two dnd episodes one of them uh one of the main characters his name's pierce he mm-hmm. was mad that he wasn't invited to this campaign he jumped into the campaign and essentially became the villain so it kind of reminded me of that a little bit all right i want to wrap this movie up a little bit my only grievance with this movie which i think you guys probably really, really enjoy this was in the middle where they're going through quest to quest to quest to quest to quest Pacing wise, it was like a little like okay, can we get to the main part of the story a little bit? But I know for I feel like that is very much what D and D is. It really is. Oh, it really is. That's actually some of the more fun parts because that's where yeah. more of the indirect ways you can go mm-hmm. kind of happens because that's when you're almost kind of set loose to do what you're you want. Yeah. That that's pretty much what happens and yes when they first start talking i instantly went that's D in a nutshell mm-hmm. of like the dm just sitting there just like ready to answer the questions but he catches every question you're actually asking to the other players because you don't understand yeah and then also magically it's just done hmm. like that's your fifth question son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> so funny story were you just talking about the resurrect resurrecting yep. the dead so I was telling Jake about this, and I was like, all right, so, you know, we were in the middle of the movie. I was like, so this is a real spell, and we use this a lot in our current campaign. And so we always ask, like, you know, we try to come up with the best questions that we can. And always, anytime we use the spell, the fifth question that we always ask is, do you like fish dicks? <laughs> and so... <laughs> And so inevitably, the poor bastard that we resurrected goes back to his eternal afterlife, has you know realizing the last thing I heard from a human was, "Do you like do you like fish sticks?" <laughs> it's from South Park. If anybody didn't know the reference, yeah. yes, then you're a gay fish. What are you a gay fish? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of which, just the reference of the gay fish, the new Bud Light can that everyone's raging about. Oh yeah, everyone's boycotting Bud my, Light. My dad's really loves Bud Light. He's like, I'm still drinking. I'm like, hey, you're drinking gay beer. Nice. <laughs> I would more, I would more so boycott, boycott Bud Light just because it tastes like fucking piss water in a can. Oh, my dad would hate you. Right? Yeah, he would. <laughs> I do like Budweiser though, like regular the diesel. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, diesel's much better than Bud Light. I'll drink that any day. That's like my go-to at any bar. Because, like, every bar has mm-hmm. Budweiser. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is, 
I mean, I I'm partial to Bud Light just for the fact that like I grew up with yeah, it. Yeah, that's what you grew up yeah. with. Um, I, I just like tease him. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Every, every he's like such a bit Bud Light person, so everyone's just like on him on it. Like he's gotten like fourteen texts after the whole thing. He's part of like the more Republican conservative crowd, and I'm trying to tell him like just just embrace it. Yeah, just embrace it. Like hey, escape beer. Yep, I'm drinking. It's great. You like what you like, man. <laughs> I'm supporting the community. And I'm like, you're like charismatic enough for like, I don't think anyone would fuck with you. you like actually like stood with conviction and said that. All right. So now I have topic again, huh? Fish sticks. Yeah. Fish sticks. With um, the gay beer. I do have to like how they, or I did like how they ended it as the, you know, end credit. Oh, the, the, oh, poor, the poor corpse. The poor corpse just sitting there like, God. I just need one question. Anybody? Anyone? Anyone? I guess like, you can't ask yourself a question. Like, are you fed up with this? Whatever your name is. Yeah. I am. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> so one thing you probably definitely didn't realize, Jake, but so the Thayan Paladin, mm-hmm. like the really strong, overpowered one, yep. he is the trope that everyone calls the DMNPC. Okay. The DMPC. That's kind of a thing where like the DM will kind of throw in just this overpowered mm-hmm. NPC to kind of like play into their own power fantasy type of thing. And that's what I got from him. Or, or other times they can be done well where they're like, for him, he'll come along with you, you know, to get you through this quest right. or whatever, to yeah. you know, guide guide the way or whatever. And then just like in the movie, he just fucks off into nowhere. <laughs> but you're like, this guy's more powerful than all six of us. Why come, come fight the bad guy with us? <laughs> yeah. no, we can be done with this already. Yeah, no, he just decides he's got better things to do. He's going to walk down the beach. He's like just a guide. Like, yep. well, just like, oh, he's just going to walk in a straight line. Oh, what's he going to do? Is he going to go around the rock? Nope. nope. He's going right above it. All right, I have one more question for this uh, for you guys. Sure. So the villain was the Red Priest, right? Or the Essentially Red right. Wizard of Thay. If you guys were to make a D&D movie, mm-hmm. which campaign, which villain, which um, evil entity would you guys pick as like the main boss or the main evil to conquer? So if I, I mean, so it's broad because there's a lot of different yep. settings. So the movie was set in the Sword Coast. That's kind of like your generic most D campaigns um i personally like doing homebrew okay which is just making up my own lands yeah making up my own bad guy where you're not limited to like xyz mm-hmm. bad guy main big bad right. guys that are in there yeah so um okay homebrew like if you were a dm and you were to make like the ultimate story what's what is your villain I Moser did. can answer this too. Yeah. I did, for my campaign that I did the most DMing on in D&D, I made like the four, I, I did four different gods. So I did the four gods of chaos that we okay. were trying to overcome. So just basically, most of the time, I think campaigns end up you fighting a god or, you know, some demon lord or right. something really powerful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that was my biggest one. So I just did four. 
nice. like deities that eventually we need to overcome. Otherwise, it's going to be this <clears throat> world-ending calamity that's going to you know kill everyone type of thing. Nice. Moser. <laughs> what I'd want to see is pretty much the calamity, okay. which, which is basically the battle of the gods hmm. that happened towards the beginning of when some of the gods got sealed, some that like they had their best heroes there. Mm-hmm. That it basically was the big battle. That'd be mm-hmm. a great movie to watch. Yes. All right, I just had to throw it in there because I'm like, you guys. Uh, Red Wizard of Thay seems like you guys haven't experienced a whole lot in D&D so I'm like just was curious what your guys is uh, if you were to make a movie what would that be based off of mm-hmm. alright I like I kind of like this little we like we talked about the movie then we talked about D&D we were going to do this like teach me D&D but you guys are teaching me this entire time so mm-hmm. are any more to say about this movie before we wrap it up I'm actually surprised you rated it as high as you did. Yeah, what you I, think? like when you were first talking, I thought you were gonna be like, nah, it's like a two, no. two plus, something like that. Like this is just weird, campy garbage. <laughs> it was kind of- it was campy. It was but like I was highly entertained. Chris Pine, I mean, definitely sells it. I think just talking like Chris Pine did a great job. I thought Michelle Rodriguez, I mean, she was definitely typecast, but I thought she... I was surprised in her role, actually. Oh, I was expecting her to be like every role she's ever been in. I was like, actually... The not, emotional not, ending not also close. lifted it. Like, I actually, I I think I left the theater with a four minus. Yeah. Simply because, like, the ending of it was actually, like, a cute, heartfelt ending. Mm-hmm. Where it's right. like, you know, like, the daughter never met her mother. Her Holga was basically her mom. Her Holga was her mom. And also, um, who was it? The Thane mentioned, like, hey, if you resurrect your wife, you're taking her from the life that she's living now mm-hmm. and throwing her into this like chaotic world. And so I really like the ending of the story. And for the most part, like, I enjoyed I enjoyed all of it. There was, like, in the middle part where I was, I was actually kind of falling asleep after, like, all of the... It wasn't like it was bad. I'm like, okay, there could have been maybe one last quest. I don't know which one it was, but I'm like, yeah. But I understood the reference. I understood what they were trying to do with it. Right. But yeah, I, three plus, four minus, I think I left up, like the theater. The floor is a three plus. I thought it was like a good to great movie that I probably would have enjoyed more if I actually ever played a D&D campaign. Nice. So yeah, I don't think I have any more to say. I think... I think we do a one shot one time, Jake. Yeah, let's do a one shot campaign and then we'll rewatch D D. Okay, let's do it when it comes out on the theater. So I mean, like, I it, if we can do the three of us and recruit yeah. some more people, one shots are fun because it's just you make a character and it's supposed to be in one session. You're supposed to wrap up the whole story. We That's should. Why it's called a one shot. We should make an episode of that. I would, you know, I've always wanted to record a D and D session. Yeah, I, I. I wanted to do it before like this. I'm like, I would totally do a D&D one-shot session. Who would DM? Tom? Moser? Another person that would... I mean, I, I would. I'd DM it, I guess. All right. All right. Should we go into a quick character build? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right. You guys got to lead the way here, because I don't know. I made... I did this quiz. Yeah. It was like 150 questions. I did like what I would do normally, but I'm gonna hold off of those. And I want you guys to help me build a character here now. Okay. So I guess first question I always ask everybody that's never played D and D. Okay. So, 
how would you imagine your person fighting? Would you be fighting with a sword? Would you Ooh. be a dude that's throwing fireballs? I can envision myself doing literally everything. Okay. Nothing particular, though? That... Um, normally, uh, swords. Swords? Swords, straight up. Um, yeah. But, like, in video games, I like uh, using bows. Okay. Also, yeah, that's, that's still kind of the martial class type of thing yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, every once in a while, like, if I play Skyrim, I'll mess around with, like, magic and stuff. Except magic is very underpowered when it comes to Skyrim, unfortunately. Sometimes I mess with it. That was my very first uh, go around in Skyrim was magic. Half so, magic, half sword. I would say starting classes, obviously there's fighter. Fighter is just your generic. Like he's he's just all he, he fights with the sword. He's a yep. big, tough dude. Armor, that sort of thing. Um, you got your rogues, which mm. are the sneaky guys that are stabbing you in the back. You know, using poison and, you know, subterfuge. That type of a fighter. Okay. Um, you got yourself your paladins, which are holy warriors. Right? Right. So, you know, you follow some god and you you have some oath. Mm. So the paladin, like the thing yeah. paladin, that's what he was. Um, I don't your... think I could be a paladin. No. I think you can tell me. <laughs> I, no, I would never... I, I would... <laughs> the lawful dumb paladin. <laughs> Maybe a paladin of no god? Like an anti-paladin? They do actually have anti-paladins. Hmm. I'm actually not surprised by that. Mm -hmm. Um, You get your ranger, which is kind of your kind of scouty forest dwelling. Like, is it like a ranger, like a witcher, in a sense? Kind of. They, they either like have animal companions, like so, vex or vax. Vex. Vexalia, Vex. the female of the yeah. twins, and the she, she has the bear. She's a ranger. Mm. Okay. So she, they usually use bows most of the time. Um, Rogue would be her, her brother. Yep, I got that. That was pretty um, obvious. Percy is kind of a homebrew fighter class. Okay. Um, but he would be like the, the fighter. Oh, the last one would be Barbarian. Yeah. Like, you want to be Conan, the Barbarian, huge dude fighting an axe and a loincloth. You know, I don't know if I would be barbarian. I was gonna say I also was thinking, uh, what is it, hexblade warlock? Mm-hmm. And that's the fun part too. Like there are a lot of um, intermixes. Like so, you can be a fighter, but then when you hit level three, you get to pick a bunch of different like subclasses. Okay. So is that like, where the bard with the like the magic fist kind of came in? Uh, no, that's more of just a bard oh, because yeah. that that is. Uh, they call it Scanlan's hand, but yeah. D&D is Bigby's hand, which you can actually summon that. And that's once you're at that level to have it, that's when you start doing more okay. of the attacks and stuff. Because you can literally have that 30 feet away punching the hell out of some big dude. Yeah. And you're sitting back going, meh. I was just wondering about that because I was like, I didn't, you know, after watching the movie and then, you know, while watching the show, I'm like, oh. I thought bards would have no powers where this one has, like, a magical hand. No, because when you're his certain bard, you actually can get spells from other classes to do stuff. Okay. So you actually become a little bit more powerful, depending on what you actually choose. But the biggest spell for any bard would to have counterspell, because 
they're not really going to expect you to have that the entire time. Gotcha. All right, so we're looking at like a fighter class of sorts. So yeah, if you like just like a, a straight up sword fight or just a straight up like sword wielder, mm-hmm. you know, just warrior fighter is going to be the way to go. Okay. Is there a way to like mix it up where like it depends on where you're at, where you're both a fighter but also have a bow? Yeah. Well, so yeah, in 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 fighter, you also so when you start off as fighter, you pick a fighting style. Okay. So there is a duelist, which you get bonus damage and stuff when you're only using a a, a weapon, a one-handed weapon with no shield. Um, there is um, the defense class, so you get bonus AC when you're wearing heavy armor. There is a ranged fighter, which focuses on bows. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of difference subclasses that you can kind of spec into so you could make your fighter you know a half dozen different ways just even at level one okay do you guys do dnd beyond uh-huh yep okay because i i made an idea of it so that's where like my reference is okay. so i was just pulling up a little bit that's basically what i use is instead of having the sheets everything goes on there because it's so much easier to actually pull up stats mm-hmm. doing that than trying to write it on paper. And then I normally just have a notebook for the campaign for anything we're told and stuff like that, just to jot down notes. Okay. So now you, you can go one of two ways after you pick your class. So if you're going to pick a fighter, if you want to just build straight for, if you want to be a meta gamer, yeah, meta player, and you just want to be the best. Yeah you'll end up picking your race to basically, you know, certain races have bonuses to each of your mm-hmm. stats, so strength, constitution, whatever. So, like, a lot of people will pick, like, a half-orc or something because they, right. they naturally have bonuses to strength and constitution, okay. so they naturally make good fighters. Yeah. So you can go one of two ways. You just can have an idea and you go, man, I really like halflings. They're funny <laughs> as hell. I, lo- I want to be a hobbit. And I want to be a hobbit fighter. Yeah. And you will have, like, they, your race will not benefit you in the least, but yeah. it, you're, it's hilarious. You're like, so which way do you want to go, Jake? Do you want to do you want to be a power gamer or do you just want to make something fluffy um, and fun? That's how I feel like my reference in this is Skyrim because I play a lot of Skyrim. Mm-hmm. And I always feel that way because I'm like, you know, I have, like, the actual book and it's like, hey, if you want to make the best character possible... You know, I leaned that way before, but it's just fun to, like, I want to be this race and I want to do that. Like, I feel like that's more of a, more enjoyable. So, my long-term, or my most recent game, our bard is a half-orc. Okay. Because, like, being a half-orc has <laughs> zero. Being, it, 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 like, it gives him no charisma bonuses, it, nothing. But he is just the beefiest of bards ever. <laughs> that's awesome. So, I mean, it's it actually, like, it, it's a lot of fun when you just make interesting, fun characters. Well, Absolutely. no one, like, I feel like it wouldn't be expected for the NPCs. I feel like there's at least advantage of that, like, that way. Mm-hmm. Or I guess I would imagine that it would be an advantage. So what you can do, too, also, if you really can't decide on a race, just go human. That's, you, that's because yeah. Humans also, there's, like, there's a variant human where it just gives you plus one to every stat okay. instead of plus two and two different stats. Mm-hmm. So that way you can literally, being a variant human, you can be any class. Mm-hmm. Right. And still get 
a decent that they're basically like just the generic race yeah. that you know you can build as anything. I'd probably go generic or variant human at okay. this point. I think that's where I'm leaning. I'm like, I don't know which race I would want to be. I think initially starting out, I would just want to be human. So we're going human fighter. We got that so Human far. fighter, yep. I like using bows and I like using our swords. Mm-hmm. Which one would you be better at? <sighs> probably swords. Okay. And do you want to deal more damage or be able to take more damage? Ooh, I like be more offensive. Okay, so you probably end up rolling like a great, great weapon fighter. Uh-huh. Okay, so they get bonuses to just using great handed weapons, and can you, can I have a bow staff like sword? Sure, I mean you cool. can you can make whatever you want as long as they right, want you. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, what's next? Well. Without no or without like actually diving into the D and D beyond, but then there's a bunch of um, backgrounds that you can yeah. choose from. So they'll have like a bunch of lists of stuff like that. So it's um, what is it? It's like your flaws, your motivations, mm-hmm. y- your uh, origin, and stuff like that. And each one of these will kind of just give you a general idea of like how you'd want mm-hmm. to play your character. Okay. So like a flaw could be your person only cares about money. Mm. So when you make your character, you're going to have a big list of each one of these. Yep. So like your motivations could be, um, you know, like I'm loyal to my friends and family till the end. Here, let's I'm... pull this up because I actually went through this a little bit. Okay. Yeah, like all abilities. I did not know what I was doing. I was like, I'm just going to randomly click things. Okay, so background. I put... You do acolyte, criminal, spy, folk hero, haunted one, noble, sage, soldier. Mm-hmm. So if you know, it's and then again, it's like you gotta when you're making your character, you think of like what their backstory is. Yeah. You know, was your fighter? Did he used to be in the military? So you could go the soldier. Mm-hmm. You know, you could be an acolyte. You could be, you know, a, a witcher type of thing that was an acolyte at a witcher school. Yep. Right. You know. And then you could use that one. You could use hermits or whatever. It's just, it, that's where the in-depth really, like, how you want to make your character. And those are just ideas, too. Yeah. Like, you don't have to select. You can necessarily select those ones. You can kind of make your own. Those just kind of give you, like, minor buffs and things yeah, like that. Right. The writer, depending on what you pick. The writer in me just wants to go all in on all of this. <laughs> yeah. I think it should just. This could be a whole episode. Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm like, we're already at the hour mark. I'm like, man, I don't think we have a time for so, me to go in and just like. So for I, you know, even too, if we wanted to continue on with that D and D one shot, yeah, we could do two. We could do two podcasts. We could do a session one or a session yep. zero, like I was talking about, where we're just going to discuss all this stuff. Okay, we're going to come up with ideas. We're going to build characters. We're going to be introduced to the world that we're playing in all right and then the next one could be you know the actual sessions of the of the actual game all right well we know jake wants to be a human fighter human great weapon fighter i'm gonna have to put some thought in this and all right i think yeah i think we're gonna do it awesome. I, I don't know when we'll figure it out but we're doing two D campaigns i am definitely always down for more D. we're not, oh, always i'm pretty sure donald's gonna want in <laughs> if you're hearing this you're in I don't care if you're virtual golfing. <laughs> because apparently, wait, 
<laughs> I think that's what he said he was doing now. He's I can't make it. I have a golfing session. I'm like, dude, it's winter. Yeah, virtual golf. I hate golf. I hate regular golfing. Well, I'd want to like virtually golf. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I haven't done either. Disc golf for sure. Yeah. I don't know if I want to do virtual disc golf. If that's a thing. No, it sounds weird. <laughs> All right. All right. Great plans are set in motion. It is set in motion. Anything else we D and D wise? I was like D and D. There's so many. Like I have a campaign of just anime. All right. Actually, before we go, or before we wrap this up, I want to hear you guys' characters. Like different characters you have. Your favorite characters that you've done in the past. Oh, um, first. Oh, let's just go first character I ever made. Yeah. Uh, first character I ever made was Voris Wolfgar. He was a human cleric okay. that worshipped uh, the god Kord, which is basically Thor. Okay. <laughs> so he was a bald Viking cleric. Um, he was a battle cleric, so he focused more on the strength and fighting part of mm-hmm. being a cleric, whereas he was still could heal and everything. Um, yeah, that was my first character ever. That was the one I probably played the most. I think I played him for about three and a half years. Nice. In fourth edition. Made it almost to max level in that time. What's max level? Thirty I think it was thirty in fourth edition. Nice. It's twenty in fifth edition now. Uh-huh. Oh, there? First one, uh First yeah. or your favorite? Oh my yeah. favorite is my fairy parasite barbarian. Fairy what? Fairy parasite. So basically a fairy venom. Oh barbarian. So I'm this. Tiny... There is like so many like images that are like popping my head. And I'm I have no idea how to like. I just I just imagine Moser wearing a tutu and <laughs> his his beard just you know and his chest hair poking out of the tutu. <laughs> All right, describe. Go on. Just... It's, it's essentially this really small like maybe foot, not even. Fairy. Tinkerbell. Okay. Yeah, Tinkerbell. Uh, Tinkerbell that can shoot <laughs> a parasite <laughs> out 30 feet, but also rages. So it takes half So damage. a tiny has venom. Yep. That sounds cute and adorable and also terrifying at the same time. <laughs> exactly. It's a fun <laughs> character to play because I can fit into small spaces, but I also have a strength of plus five. <laughs> so I can lift like a shit ton and then yeah and the best part is is when I pull out my great axe it's still full size so uh yeah (laughs) so you don't even see the fairy coming you just see a great axe just coming at you just floating great axe Uh pretty much (laughs) that it automatically I they have disadvantage on me, so they have to roll twice automatically to try to hit and take the lowest roll. <laughs> sounds like a dungeon master's worst nightmare. Sounds like a oh, I'm not even the worst no. one in that. That sounds like an They're, overpowered what's, character. What's your pixie's name? I don't even remember at this point. I gotta look. Hmm. How do you know well, is it so awesome that we just don't even like it's too complicated to even like Um, yeah. I don't know, other favorite character I guess that I've played the most is my current one for 5th edition. His name is Dorian Blackmane of Skellig. He, I based him off uh, Geralt. Okay. So I did, he was a... a I heard of Skellig, I'm like, that's... Yeah, so that's what I said. So he's basically like Norse-themed nice. fighter. 
Um, but yeah, like I took all like all the spells that I take because I did an Eldritch Knight, which is magic user as well as a swordsman. Mm-hmm. I took everything that sounded like the spells from The Witcher, like the Ards. Yeah, you know, so like the the shield and the you know the fireball mm-hmm. and everything like that. So every all the spells I took were Witcher related. Nice. So, Did you, get, you have a name? Yeah, Gorid. 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 The Gord. 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 Oh, just Gord. Just Gord. Like a, like a pumpkin. Uh huh. Nice. Gord the pixie barbarian. All right, I have I have one more question because I was curious about this. Group dynamic. What's what characters are very important for a group? Healers. Healers. Uh huh. Who, who are the healers? Clerics. Bards can heal. Paladins can heal. That's usually. Are those one. characters like popular, or is it someone just bites the bus for those, or bite the dust, bite the bus? So they they can be fun, but when like in the lower levels you don't feel as important like you have to heal all the time mm-hmm. due to the fact you're not trying to take a shit ton of damage right so mainly it's just like the fighter barbarian like the dude up front that you're healing yeah. and saving the spell for but the the higher levels you go the more important you are because everyone is taking damage because you're in bigger fights you're getting into mm. more trouble and stuff like that the further you go throughout your campaign that that's when you're really important so in the first part you do a little bit more attacking depending on which one you actually are playing no and as a cleric you could resurrect people uh-huh. that's the biggest thing so when your party fucks up and so someone must be should be a cleric yeah you, oh, you almost yeah a cleric is probably the most common i think character that's going to be in a party because most sense. people realize that they kind of need that. I've, yeah. I've played a couple campaigns where there has been no cleric, and it is... If you die, you're dead, right? Well, no, it's just awful because you get there's nobody to heal you. Right. You've spent all your monies on potions to heal yourself. Uh-huh. Um, you just, like, you can't heal away the damage. It's Yeah, it's, it's, it's brutal. It's rough. All right, my takeaway from that is always have a cleric. Always have a cleric. Even if it, what is it called? Uh, grave cleric? Mm-hmm. Even if it's them, because... As soon as you hit zero, their magic for healing automatically highest you can roll. Alright. I have one more question and then we wrap this up. What is oh man, I just completely blanked the one question that I had. <laughs> <laughs> Playing D D for the first time ever. What is one thing that I absolutely need to know for my first campaign? What was like one tip or trick that I should know in a danger area just in general for my first game no 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 this is the best tip oh okay in a danger area never leave the group by yourself you will most likely die okay man that'd be hard not to do I feel like you that's why I'm like I know you and that's gonna be your first instinct is you're you want to go away from the group of like <laughs> I want to go and do this. The, this what? group sucks. We're not doing what I want to do. I'm going my own way. You will die if what, you choose to. What do was that. our mutual friend who says like yeah, you three are a triangle. You're a pair. Jake just does his own thing, and every once in a while you guys interact. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Preparing yourself for D and D going in there. Don't have any expectations of 
Don't go there with expectations of this is what's going to happen. That's fair. Because no matter how good you are at a skill or something uh-huh. like that, you inevitably will mess up. So like, don't go there expecting like I'm going to always be able to pass this. Because yeah. if you do, you're going to hate your life and you're going to be sorely disappointed because you're going to quickly realize that <laughs> no. I... <laughs> All right, roll strength check to try to lift up this stool. Yeah, one. one. You, br- you actually pulled a muscle in your back. <laughs> um, you, have, you have minus two to constitution for the next day, two, two days, and uh, you have minus ten hit points. That just sounds like being old in real life. Right. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah. No, seriously. It, those are the best ones, too, is when all of a sudden you're expecting, like, this is... Today has been going so great, I'm going to pull this off, and then you fuck up, and all of a sudden it's just like, well, this whole plan just went to shit for this one thing, (laughs) this one thing that's not that hard of a roll, and it just blew up all in our faces that, nope, we're done. That sounds fun. I I really want to play D&D now. We got to make this happen. Let's do it. We got to book it. All right. This was Don't Evolve Me with Moser and Tom. Thank you guys for uh, checking out the show. This was a D&D episode. Yeah, we're going to have more D&D episodes. It's already been planned and decided. All right, thank you guys. Until next time.